I am absolutely convinced this will not happen. Germany going into recession, said Chancellor Olaf Scholz in mid-January. And as he was speaking, Germany was already in recession. Are you listening, Janet Yellen? GDP had contracted in the fourth quarter, although they wouldn't know that until later on. GDP contracted again in the first quarter, not just a technical definition of a recession, but an actual recession. In fact, GDP was down almost 1% across those two quarters, which consistent with everything else we see in Germany's economy at the time, as Mr. Schultz was saying, Germany's not going into recession. It was already in recession. But that's months ago. This is now July. Where is Germany going? Well, according to Germany's central bank, the Bundesbank, the worst may be behind them. According to their new projections, GDP is going to rise a tiny little bit in the second quarter. So we're going to break the string of the technical recession, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Germany is going to leave recession, especially when you get the reasons why. Here's what they say. Owing to the sluggish start at the turn of the year, real gross domestic product falls on average in 2023 by 0.3% in calendar adjusted terms, which means even after the decline at the start of the year, and now the Bundesbank's model saying that Germany is no longer going to decline, it's not going to climb out of the decline either, which that's already a recession. We went down and now they're only very, very slowly expected to come out of it. So they're still in recession, even though, according to these models, there may not be another negative quarter. But these models are based on what? Private consumption should bottom out as thanks to steeply increasing wages. Households' real disposable income is stabilizing in spite of what is still a very high inflation rate. This helps service providers, which are likely to significantly expand their overall activity. The rather positive results of S&P Global's pur purchasing manager surveys also give indications of this. Uh-oh. The Bundesbank is not going to like S&P Global's purchasing manager's index results, especially if they're counting on the service providers in Germany to just get Germany to stop declining. So Germany fell into recession and then the strength of services providers as evidenced by S&P Global's PMIs are going to pull Germany very, very slowly out of it by maybe 2024. That's the official line. But like Olaf Scholz in mid-January, they spoke too soon. We got a whole bunch of PMI data today, starting with Germany, but also including all of Europe, as well as what's going on in the United States. Nothing good, I can tell you. We also have to talk about the credit crunch and the role, not just here in the U.S., but the role of the credit crunch that is depressing activity in Germany and depressing activity around the rest of the world as we see the economy fall off for a second time, which is kind of how recessions actually work. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you for joining me. One year anniversary of Eurodollar University. We do have special available, special services available, memberships, subscriptions, as well as special pricing that will be in effect later on this week. I'll tell you all about that later. Anniversary specials. Memberships are exclusive video content on the Eurodollar system, what it is, how it's, wor how it's worked, how it doesn't work anymore. We have research subscriptions, uh, daily briefing I contribute to Markets Insider Pro, as well as a daily deep dive analysis where we talk about why the things that go on in the daily briefing seem to be going on. All the information available for you. Anniversary stuff, special pricing. Check that out later on this week at eurodollar.university.
Olaf Scholz says there was no recession, and then, of course, there was a recession. Again, are you listening, Janet Yellen? The Bundesbank says, okay, we had a recession, but that's the end of it. We're out of it now, and S&P Global, by God, agrees with us. Well, they did up until recently. According to S&P Global's latest numbers, Germany is in even bigger trouble now than it was back then, when the economy was clearly in recession and everybody agreed about it. As I talked about with Mr. Stephen Van Meter just this weekend, inverted yield curves. The inverted curves nailed this one. They got it in Germany, the unprecedented inversion in September, and then Germany almost immediately entered recession sometime in the fourth quarter. I think it was in November and December, but either way, it doesn't matter. The inverted curves were absolutely right. And here's the thing that applies globally. The curves are even more inverted and even more drastic today than they were back in September, which suggests the market's saying the recession isn't over, the recession, we haven't even seen the worst part of it in Germany or anywhere else. There's worse yet to come. And S&P Global, the very firm that the Bundesbank just singled out in their June update to their, to their projections, did not have a lot good to say about what's coming up. By the numbers, manufacturing, oh boy, 38.8. This is a flash reading for July 2023. That's down from 40.6. That's an ugly, ugly low. And like a lot of things, Germany's manufacturing had gotten to a really uh, got to low of 45.1 last October, consistent with rising, surging electricity, energy, energy costs. And then they had that rebound late in the year, at least in PMIs and some of the macroeconomic data too, the hard data too, that when, when Olaf Scholz was talking in January saying we're going to avoid a recession, there was some, some, uh, there was some, some indication that that was a legitimate, that was a, a reasonable interpretation of the situation because after the big drop into recession in November, December, it kind of looked like things were rebounding and, and starting to move in the right direction, but manufacturing fell off really quickly in Germany. And as we'll see in a second, services did too. Speaking of services, services went, uh, services in July, 52.0. That is down from 54.1 in uh, May and June. Um, again, same pattern. You had the drop in, drop in services last year. Then the rebound, the rebound that continued into the early part of this year, but it peaked in around April. And that doesn't seem like it's coincidence, especially with the growing credit crunch and the aftermath of the banking crisis. As a result, Germany's composite 48.3 in July from 50.6. That 48.3 is an eight month low. And what does S&P Global have to say about the German economy? First of all, they said, manufacturing production levels fell for the third successive month and at the fastest rate since May 2020, amid rapidly declining demand for goods. That doesn't sound like an economy that's coming out of recession. The upturn in services, meanwhile, continued to lose momentum as growth slowed to a five-month low, weighed down by a renewed fall in inflows of new work across the sector. With services new business falling for the first time in six months and the downturn in manufacturing orders gathering pace, total inflows of new work showed the sharpest drop for more than three years in July. So service providers like manufacturers are experiencing a lack of sales growth or lack of new sales. And as a result, what happens? The word that I've been talking about, we started out talking about focused on new orders. That was late last year in the early part of this year. The word now, the term now is backlogs. Without new orders coming in, 
Firms are going to work through their old sales, and as they do, they reach a point where they say, we've got no new sales coming in or not enough new sales coming in. We've worked through a lot of our old sales. We just don't have anything left for our workforce to do. And Germany may be at that point, as I think they already are. Back to S&P Global, in line with reduced inflows of new work and deteriorating expectation, the pace of employment growth across the German private sector slowed sharply in July. The overall rate of job creation was the joint weakest in almost two and a half years due to a slowdown in hiring in the service sector and the first, albeit marginal, drop in manufacturing payroll numbers since January 2021. So, Germany went into recession already. Everybody was expecting that strong services in particular, as projected by the S&P Global PMIs, were going to get Germany very slowly out of it. But now instead, we see more and more indications that all of the assumptions that were, that were supporting the idea of services blood rebound, those aren't leading to a services rebound. In fact, services are rolling over and heading lower in some dimensions rapidly. So the markets which called the recession in Germany, not Olaf Scholz, the markets called the recession in Germany, that happened. And the markets are saying, oh, no, 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 we aren't done by a long shot. And now we see more forward-looking data, at least, suggesting the same thing. Even if, and I expect this to happen, German GDP in the second quarter will be slightly positive because there was that modest rebound, which only goes to show that recessions are not technical. It's not just consecutive quarters of negative GDP. That's not what makes a recession. That can indicate to you something's wrong, but that's not the recession itself. And what we're likely to see in Germany is we have the technical recession at the start, a little bit of a rebound, and then more of a plunge, which is more like the typical recession pattern that we see throughout history and throughout various parts around the global economy. Think about 2008 in the United States, same thing. Initial contraction, a rebound, and then a plunge. That's what we're faced with in Germany. But that's not just Germany. Let's talk about Europe. S&P Global issued the PMIs for Europe as a whole. Manufacturing, ugh, down to 42.7, a 38-month low for manufacturing. That's down from 43.4 in June. And it had been as high as 48.8 in January because like Germany, European, the European economy, its PMIs, and all, uh, as well as economic data, had the same visible pattern. It had weakness, slowdown, technical recession, late 2020-22, early 2023. Then a modest rebound as consumer price pressures, especially electricity and energy prices, came down. It had a modest rebound. And then... Credit crunch, banking crisis, and now we're rolling over and heading back down into the worst part of it, or what looks to be the worst part of it. The services PMI, the, like Germany, Europe services PMI had been the most optimistic of all the uh, sentiment surveys. That had been as high as 56 in April. It is now down to 51.1, so a drop of almost five points in just a couple months. That's a six-month low. Therefore, the composite of, for Europe, just 48.9, so we're back into contraction. That had been as high as 54.4 in April. So rapid deterioration after April. Here's what S&P Global had to say about Europe. Eurozone business output fell at the fastest rate for eight months in July, according to the HCOB flash PMI survey, marking a weak start to the third quarter, really a weak end to the second quarter. 
Deteriorating forward-looking indicators such as future output expectations and new order inflows also point to the likelihood of the downturn deepening, de deepening in, in coming months, prompting companies to pull back on hiring. And here's the part that Christine Lagarde and the ECB should really be paying attention to because this is what bond markets are pricing. Price pressures, meanwhile, moderated further, with average selling prices rising at the slowest rate for almost two and a half years. Prices charged by manufacturers fell at a rate not seen since the height of the global financial crisis in 2009. Amid slumping demand, while service sector selling price inflation cooled to a 21-month low. Deflation! We've been talking about this all the time, and that's what made the German curve inversion unprecedented. The possibility of a deflationary recession. We've got the recession already, not just in Germany, but, but also in Europe. All we're waiting for is the deflation. And S&P Global, like a lot of data, especially producer price data, shows the deflation is here and it is building and building and building. So that's Europe. What about the United States? Well, S&P Global actually had a little bit of good news for the U.S., the manufacturing PMI, or their manufacturing PMI, which had gotten down to 46.3 last month, really ugly number, that one rebounded. It rebounded to 49. So still less than 50, still indicating contraction. And the reason for the upturn, according to S&P Global, manufacturing firms saw production broadly unchanged on the month following a contraction in June supported by produce, producers relying on backlogs of works, oh, and a shallower drop in new orders. So nothing good here. Essentially, we had a bad month in June, really bad months up until June, where manufacturers saw low orders, contracting orders, working through backlogs. And in the month of July so far, apparently, they worked through a lot more backlogs, even though uh, orders still didn't come in. They were coming in at a the contraction was a much lower pace or a slightly lower pace. So still lower orders. And in July, they worked through backlogs, which that's not a good sign whatsoever, especially for the future. The services PMI for the United States, that fell to 52.4 from 54.4. Like in Europe, uh, S&P Global's services PMIs in the United States were out of line with pretty much everything else. They seemed to be positive, but... Whatever you make of them up until April, after April, they've rolled over and rolled over rapidly. Again, the same pattern. The United States economy slowed down. Maybe it didn't fall into a technical recession like it did in Europe. That doesn't mean that we avoided a recession. Maybe there was a bit of a rebound in the middle part of this year, which everybody said was a soft landing, resilient economy. And now we're seeing the rollover which all of it is likely consistent with the overall recession that has been developing in the marketplace and the real economy since last year. As a result, the composite number 52.0 for July, that's a low number, even though it doesn't sound all that bad for S&P Global being the most optimistic of all the series. Again, what's important is the rapid deterioration there. Um, here's what they had to say. Goods producers continue to see demand conditions deteriorate, no kidding, thereby extending the current sequence of decline to three months. It really goes back much further. Service sectors firms, meanwhile, recorded a weaker rise in new sales. Challenges in forecasting future demand trends weighed on expectations for the outlook over the coming year, driving confidence to the lowest in 2023 to date. Relatively subdued optimism stemmed from the service sector 
we're predictions for business activity weekend. So forward-looking, we're supposed to be getting better. We're supposed to be in a resilient economy. Germany is supposed to be getting out of its recession. The U.S. is supposed to be avoiding one. And the clouds continue to darken up ahead of us. We had an initial decline, maybe a little bit of a rebound, then the credit crunch and banking crisis, and now we're heading back lower again, not just in one place or another, but as markets have been pricing all over the place. As we talked about with Steve just this weekend, recession fatigue, people asking, where is this recession? Well, it's coming. If it isn't here already, it is absolutely coming. And one reason why, one final reason why, just to finish this up, Consumer credit, credit crunch. We got the H8 data from the Federal Reserve for the week of July 12th. And for the fourth consecutive week through July 12th, so an entire month, consumer, consumer credit, according to commercial banks or the consumer credit issued by commercial, commercial banks, they had fallen for the fourth consecutive weeks, which you can see represents a clear invisible inflection point in consumer credit. Banks are actively beginning to pull back on credit. They're extending largely auto loans, but not entirely auto loans, mostly in revolving loans or non-revolving loans with revolving loan growth slowing down. Credit crunch is continuing to develop. We're seeing it in the PMIs. We're seeing it all across the global economy. Where's the, where's the recession? We've already got it. Now we're just waiting for the deflation, which is becoming more and more visible by the month and by the data point. The deflationary recession is still on track, even if it doesn't meet with the timetable of most people who are so impatient anyway. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. Huge, huge thank you, Eurodollar University research subscribers, Markets Insider Pro research subscribers, and a huge, big, sincere, awesome thank you to one year of Eurodollar University and all of our members. Until next time, take care.